Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. This is Amy Bisson, and I'm here with Mickey Dumont. We're the hosts of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcasts, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members. We will keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. A school committee agenda item for the July 18th meeting caught our attention quickly. Three motions on that meeting's agenda centered around putting the current superintendent of schools, Dr. Salah Kalfawi, on administrative leave with the intent of severing the superintendent's contract. Many teachers, parents, and community members spoke at that meeting in favor of retaining Dr. Kalfawi. Yet, amazingly, the motion to put Dr. Kalfawi on administrative leave passed by a vote of four to three. Interestingly, the three school committee members who were not in favor of dismissal, Mr. Lay, Mr. Hoey, and Mr. Dakota, had no knowledge of what the good cause might be that would trigger a dismissal process. Today, Mickey and Paul are speaking with Dr. Kalfawi about the development since he was placed on administrative leave and some current movement on this issue. Up until now, Dr. Kalfawi has not had an opportunity to address this action with the community. We, like many of you, would like to hear his point of view. Would you mind giving us a brief synopsis of the events leading up to the July 18th? Just the publicly known facts, like you being a finalist in another school district, the withdrawal of your name, etc. Yes, thank you. I will. Um, you know, I've been here for three years. Mm-hmm. At that point, by that time, I was here for uh, up to three years. Started July first, two thousand fifteen, and I think it's no secret to anybody who's been following the schools uh, events or school committee meetings that our um, some members on school committee meetings uh, have really turned this into an extremely hostile environment at the school meeting. Um, or at least that's how we felt, uh, myself and, and my administration. Um, and we started feeling really a sense of uh, inefficiency because the team was getting really frustrated in having to spend half of its time uh, rather than doing what we were supposed and, and uh, to do and what we were trained for and paid for to do to make sure that our schools are <coughs> the best schools possible is we find ourselves just writing reports reports mm-hmm. and uh, it, it it became a point where uh, you know it's it's not tenable it's not something you can sustain and uh, I thought of it very much I shared that feeling with several of the school committee members that this is not right mm-hmm. um, so I thought that in the best interest of all uh, maybe that it will be a better deal f- uh, for the schools if I just if I can, you know, these are elected officials. Obviously, we were, they're new on the board. I mean, they're, it's a new school committee members, uh, school committee, and we're going to go on until December of uh, 2020, and uh, it will be 2019, I believe, right? 2019, yeah. So it will be better that I, you know, I'll go somewhere else mm-hmm. where I can. Uh, so I did, and I. Uh, I, I was a finalist in one of the school districts, and uh, that's how I, you know, this happens all the time. 
as a, and uh, with, with, where a CEO doesn't get along with the board, and that's fine. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. So that's what the decision was made. Why, why I had reversed my decision after it was announced is really, I was re- really received tons and tons of support from teachers, from administrators, from school community members, parents, and uh, who community members who, who really said it, they really wanted me to stay. So I did have a discussion with... Um, with four members of the school committee, and they absolutely wanted me to stay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I have evidence of that. Uh, that in, it'll come out in due time when it's due. Um, and so I thought of it long, um, and I think my discussions with the four was, was had happened with the fourth person. It was a Monday, if I remember well. It was a, a Monday the week prior to the July 18. So... Uh, I think it was a Monday nine or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, so when I went to the conference, I thought about it long and talked to various colleagues mm-hmm. and and so forth, and then I decided to withdraw. To said, you know, let's give it a chance one more time, and uh, let's see if we can focus on what we can do well together, as opposed to where the areas we don't agree on each other with each other. So, so you were pretty confident on the ninth that you had four votes to remain superintendent of schools in Lowell. Well, absolutely. I mean, that was I would, a Monday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would have been, number one would have been, uh, uh, well, number one is I do have the evidence of that. And as mm-hmm. I said, we will produce it in due time. Um, but I, uh, number two is that why would I wear, why would I want to withdraw from a process that I was exactly. a finalist and I was, you know, uh, you and I had already support. announced right. that I'm, I'm I had written a, uh, a letter to the chair, the mayor, a week before mm-hmm. the it was announced on the newspaper. I had written a mayor, notified him, which is, you know, customary. You notify the chair always before, mm-hmm. ahead of time. And I said to him that, you know, the condition have become really difficult to work with the school committee. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're exhausting our our energies in in, in 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 areas that do not benefit the schools in any way. So, regrettably, I'm going to be looking, and I'm a finalist uh, in the place. And I will con- if this works out, it's great. We'll work on a transition. And if this doesn't work out, I will continue to work to look for other place. And in the meantime, I will make sure that we continue to support the public school, Lowell public schools, until I find an somewhere else. So I had made my intentions really clear then and why in the world would I change exactly. if, if uh, you know if if uh, if I hadn't been asked not to uh, the word used with me by one of the members the last one I talked about will resonate with me forever because and um, and when, when it was said like we have a lot of challenges left and I believe that uh, we will be handling those challenges better with you than without you mm. so unless I I have a comprehension problem or something. Mm-hmm. I thought I understood it right. And uh, so I took the right decision, which I at the time thought was the right decision, is to give it another try mm-hmm. and, again, try to focus to work and, uh, with the school committee and focus on the areas we agree. There are a lot of areas we agree uh, on. And I remember one of the members mentioning one day uh, at the end of a meeting, talking to another member saying, hey, listen, I, I agree with, I disagree with the superintendent on something, but I agree with him on 90% 
of of the issues. But I disagree with, with ten. So I, you know, so that gives you an indication. Yet, if you focus on the things you agree on, you can still do a lot of good things for the school. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I took it, and that's why I made my decision mm-hmm. to to withdraw from the process. Well, let me ask you this. Um, Paul, Amy, and I are retired teachers, and we had an evaluation process which included items like dismissal, suspension, etc. And it's a particular process that has to be followed. As superintendent, two questions. Do you have a similar kind of process, and was that process followed? It's, it's actually uh, Lowell, before I had joined them, had taken a vote. Mm-hmm. The school committee had taken a vote, and Lowell had elected to use the state evaluation process. The state evaluation process does not discriminate. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be a mm-hmm. teacher, a parent, anyone who is licensed by the state, and I am, including the superintendent, has the exact same process. Okay. So my process of evaluation is exactly the same as one of a teacher, mm-hmm. which I remind you what it is. You know, you 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 have goals and you you show with your goal, you know, you show evidence of your uh, progress toward the goals. Your evaluator has to also, they have they have the task to do to mm-hmm. evaluate that progress and show their evidence that they have evaluated the progress and then they will give you an evaluation and at the end of the evaluation uh, if there is there are any areas of concern then you we would normally call it depends on the areas of concern if the uh, most cases it results in a plan a corrective plan that mm-hmm. both parties agree to a timed corrective <coughs> plan and then we will move on to focus on that plan and see whether the individual the uh, who is being evaluated is meeting the plan or not and then should they meet the plan then we move on and if should they not meet the plan and the next evaluation we will then move to separation terminations or whatever you want to call it um, so the only difference with the superintendent only one difference with mm-hmm. the superintendent is that the superintendent has more than one evaluator if you have a board of five, then it's five. In Lowell, it's seven. So you have seven evaluators. So in that state evaluation mm-hmm. uh, plan, the superintendent gets evaluated by the consensus. Okay. Because when, you know, it's it, you have seven people for political reasons or whatnot, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're always going to find some one or two mm-hmm. who might not agree uh, with of you. And so that's why the state made it very clear very clear mm-hmm. on that. The guidelines are very clear that they will only consider the consensus, and because they want to hear from the, the you know the uh, the general okay. feeling about the, the issue. And I have been here for three years. I've had two evaluations, year one and year two, and the consensus evaluation was uh, was was proficient or advanced in all the areas, mm-hmm. including management. All of them, no exception. Mm-hmm. The last one was, was, the second one was delivered publicly because, again, this is one difference with the school com- uh, school superintendent because of transparency. The consensus evaluation report has to be presented by the uh, chair or representative. In my case, it was the chair to the public. Mm-hmm. And mine was presented on December 16 to the public in which it was voted as well not only um, you know as consensus but it was also unanimously voted that it was 
proficient or advanced in all mm-hmm. the areas, including management, communication, whatever it is. Now, it may have been that one or two members may have not agreed individually on certain ranking, but the state is very clear. Uh, we go by the consensus, mm-hmm. and also there are there is no individual evaluation is to be ever discussed publicly because it wouldn't be fair to the person. It's okay. like uh, when you, we have these cases with the teachers when sometimes we have co-evaluator where you might have a, a head of department and so forth. We do not allow uh, more than one evaluation, period. I mean, you know that. UTL mm-hmm. knows that. It's like you might have... Um, you know, one year I was in Balarica, we had a district person who was servicing three schools so they, that they, we would get three evaluations from the three and then we do a consensus one for that person. Um, we would never allow individual ones at all mm-hmm. to be to enter into the record. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, you know, as the evaluation, it's the consensus evaluation. It's just a law. I mean, we'll, and, and at that time, sorry, at that time we had a, uh, as you, you remember, we had a, well, not only we had a good, good consensus evaluation, but it was also voted unanimously accepted. Whatever the mayor had presented, Mayor Kennedy at the time, had, had presented was voted unanimously. Okay. Mr. Superintendent, I have a question. Sure. Um, the, since the evaluation would have taken place, I guess, in September and October, uh, in November, I guess, right. through the process, do you have any idea why the school committee was notif- was motivated to take such severe action on the 18th of July rather than let the uh, use the normal evaluation period be used if they had complaint with you but also considering that you would have been able to deal with they could have judged that evaluation based upon your ability to maneuver through a very very difficult budget process um, you have any idea why they felt there was some kind of irreparable harm that would have been done by simply not waiting until September to start an evaluation process and give you the opportunity? Or maybe they were trying to deprive you of the opportunity of solving so many of the problems that they they, they articulate. I really don't know. I think that's a question best addressed to them. Uh, it's their action. They will have to answer for their action. I cannot answer for their action. I'm, as... as uh, Surprised as you are on on this on, on the action, and when when I received that uh, those motions were posted on that Friday, I was away in, in the conference, and I saw them. I was as surprised as you, mm-hmm. um, as surprised as anybody on that one, and uh, I have no idea. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know why. But that would have been the normal procedure. Would have been yeah, through normal. an evaluation process in order to just as it is for teachers. So you go through a normal. Uh, uh, evaluation process in order to uh, and then if necessary put together a remedial plan or whatever might right. what might be done I, I just it's a good question I'd like to ask them and I will make it a point to do it <laughs> yeah. superintendent uh, we have the public hearing coming up this Wednesday uh, at 630 at City Hall now there, there seems to be a question as to whether it will be executive session or public hearing who makes the call on that who gets to decide whether it's public or executive session as per my contract i do oh. i do as per my contract is very clear i do whether it's uh, it's by default executive i have the right to go public um i made it clear all along um 
they've already taken it public. It's not me who started the, pro the public process. That's correct. They have already made it public. Mm -hmm. If they didn't want it to be public, uh, I think it could have been handled like 90% of the 95% of the cases handled in, in this state. With very super intensive by, well, follow the process or usually you hold an executive session and you discuss your, mm -hmm. there is a cause, there is a, one of the uh, reasons of executive sessions is, is to discuss mm -hmm. something like this. Um, and, um, and then just share, you know, exchange the concerns with each other and, and see if you can get them resolved. If not, you'll start, you know, finding a resolution to how to end, to end it. I think they have elected on the advice of the city solicitor. I understand that I don't know, but the day on the July 18, one of the members had mentioned uh, that you know um, that she had been in discussion with the, or it was after the meeting. I think it was in the radio show. I, I apologize, the radio show. One of the members had mentioned that she had been, uh, you know, they've been advised by the city solicitor. All along, I have no idea why they decided to go public with that. I, I don't know. Uh, but they have already decided to go take it public. And since July 18, as you know, many several members have continued to, to speak. And even though I remain quiet, trying to, uh, you know, they continue to speak on various well. uh, contents. And uh, and so they, it's already public. There's no, so why, you know, as far as I'm concerned as well, in addition to that fact that it is already being public, I really don't have anything to hide at all mm -hmm. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I'll be happy to uh, to go public. Um, my lawyer had made it very clear, uh, requested a list of, uh, I believe, around 30 people that he wanted to, to talk to. Um, at, at the hearing, it's people who who have knowledge of facts. Have, have all those people been notified? I have no idea. Uh, this is not a regular. Uh, this is not a court case where lawyers have subpoena rights where they can request people to come. Okay. This is a school committee meeting. I think uh, the uh, the the school committee or their representative has to invite these people to to come and participate in the meeting. Uh, with respect to the process, the uh, school committee. Is always open publicly, obviously, and mm -hmm. then it is a vote to go into executive session. I understand my attorney will be will be at that point informing them that there is no need for that vote mm -hmm. as as I requested public, and mm -hmm. it is my right, as per my contract, uh, to waive that privilege for a for an executive session. And because, that's your intention. Oh, absolutely. I have no. Okay. You know, it, well, I think everything that's going to be said, to you know. probably know that it was heard. Mm -hmm. You know, most of it. Was already heard publicly anyway or uh, you will hear some of the people and the witnesses will be asked some of the clarifying questions mm -hmm. okay that's so. good to know no, that's, that's good to know because along with us in in many who, who agree with our position and yourself as well dr. Kilfawi this whole process has been so perplexing to have it seem almost come out of the blue in a, in a week's time that you would be put on notice to be on suspension. So it left a lot of us scratching our heads because there was no clear indication what the cause was, what, what the reason for the, for the action was. Well, and the actual letter to you indicating what the cause was didn't come for another five weeks, which seems to me that when the vote was taken, there was no cause. It was a matter that's, that's of searching like. for a cause and coming <clears throat> up with it five weeks later. I have not met one community member who has asked me about this. I have not heard one of them say, why did that happen? What, what was the reason for it? 
I can't answer it, and neither can many or all of the community members. So perhaps we'll find out more on Wednesday at the public hearing. Hopefully. Okay. You will. Thank you thank for joining you. us. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much. Thank you. All of us would like to thank Dr. Kelfawi for this update and for the information. For any interested United Teachers of Lowell members, school staff, community members, and parents, the next meeting or hearing regarding the superintendent's status will be this coming Wednesday, October 10th at 6.30 p.m. in the Lowell City Hall City Council Chambers. While the meeting has been published as one that will be held in executive session, we strongly urge everyone to come to the meeting on Wednesday night as observers and possibly public speakers. We are also providing several links to meeting videos and public documentation available to anyone publicly on our podcast website. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We welcome your comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcasts, or if you are aware of UTL members who might be willing to share their experiences and expertise, send us an email at utl-straighttalk at gmail.com. Until next time, we all wish you a great week.